The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey, and today we're going to hear about how macro trends influence consumer behavior. Okay, join us as Jeff Stelmach, who's the Global President Brand Experiences at Spyro, which is part of Viad Corp, which is a global brand experience agency for the new now. As a world-class integrated marketing solutions agency, Spyro brings clients' visions to life with, by redefining human connection and community through innovation, storytelling, and immersed brand experiences and events that are ARL, all real life. So far, Jeff and I talked about uh, last episode, the macro change affecting consumer behavior. He had a ton of great points. Today, we're going to dive deeper into overcoming the experience deficit. COVID changed everything. I do believe there is a deficit and we're going to dive into it. So here's my next conversation with Jeff Stelmack, a global president and brand experiences at Spyro. All right, man, what's up? Let's get back into it. All right, Scott, good to go. So, okay, so... Were there other reasons for this experience deficit other than COVID? Well, I think just in general, people have adopted a direction that has them more attuned to their computers, to being home. And you can listen to lots of people talk about the loneliness pandemic that's hitting uh, Americans today. People just aren't as connected as they used to be. And they're finding that uh, I think the pandemic itself just poured gasoline on a fire that was already there. So as marketers, we have a great opportunity to reverse that, not just for what it means for our brands and our, our clients, but really for society, get people back out there engaging with each other again. This is a topic I was thinking about last night when I was at the concert and something I think about constantly just as a human. How can I be more present with experiences? There's so much in this world that we do a lot in the entertainment space and, the, and a lot of hotels, casinos, gambling, and the escapism that I think happens within this country. It's frightening. And as a brand, how can we craft these experience of this people getting together and this presence and, and how do we enjoy and just feel the presence of things that you're doing? And I was thinking that the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, like literally just like kind of looking like the, the dome was open. So you had this fresh air coming in and with some good people and just like, how can I enjoy this? And how can I every day make sure I'm present and enjoying what I'm doing and, and being thankful for what I'm doing? And I've, I've seen a lot more people doing that. I even saw people in the audience because I'm always looking at people and how are they engaging with, with this and what does it mean to them? And 
you know, like I'm a decent Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, but like some of the people, like they were so excited to be there. You could see like that moment meant such a big deal to them in their life to go to this concert, whether it's a sporting game or a concert or even uh, if you're going shopping, especially as the economy tightens, like... I do think it is our job to to help people ultimately as brands, and that and that's how you grow. I mean, Patagonia and Tom's and all the all the best. That's that's what they do. What else should brands be thinking about, or what we should be thinking about to help? I guess I mean, maybe I'm overboard here, but like humanity, kind of. I, I kind of sense that from you too. Like, like, and I agree with you. There's there's going to be, and there is today, a ton of mental health challenges with people, and I do think it's from loneliness and isolation, and I think. I do think people are asking for help, honestly. Like, and it's it's all across the board of demographics. Yeah, well, I struggle with uh, being present as well. Uh, just two weeks ago, I was at my son's graduation from college and running up to get the best angle so I can videotape him walking across the stage to get his diploma. <laughs> Someone stood up in front of me and I did this and I moved over and I was like, I looked at the video I had and I said, ah, it's garbage. And I didn't even see him do it. I missed it. Yeah, you know what? Just it's hard with the the whole role of social media. Wonderful from a marketing standpoint, but we're all a bit beholden to it to try to put the best content out there that we want to as our own user generated kind of um, group. So you know, hey, try to be present. And one of the things we were talking about yesterday when we were uh, discussing about the idea of community and experiences having that opportunity because of the trust that people have in brands and in businesses today that they can lead into building a community besides just being an experienced designer. I think there's kind of like four key steps in this that allow you to build a community through an experience, whether that's online or in the room or out of the room. And we kind of map those out at Spyro as these four things. We talk about mapping in the room. You can't really, or you can, but you don't want to force social interaction. Before social interaction is like, you know, so junior high. You got to get beyond that. But you do have to create and nurture opportunities where people can engage. And they do so at their own level in a way in which the brand's presence and the brand's value reflect theirs. And they're given that opportunity to make that connection. That's the beginning. That's the seed of a community is building connections with other people. When you talk about building the community, we have to be careful is not adopting, hey, we created a networking event. We serve some cocktails, we pass some hors d'oeuvres, people could hand out cards. That's not building a community. Networking happens when you want someone. Community happens when someone wants you to. There has to be this mutual going back and forth with each other in that community environment that you build in your experience. And then extend beyond that to what are the activations that you're going to create when you go beyond the room? Okay, the community, the event has ended. You want this to, you need to have requirements for stickiness of a community that you want to create if you want it to go on beyond the event itself. And you got to look at what is the mission you want to create for your community? How, just like you create a mission and a vision for your own organization, what is that purpose that ultimately you're driving for that community's existence from a brand's perspective and fostering that community? What is the identity of that community? What is it, you know, trailblazers, as we talked about on the last show in terms of Salesforce? Or what is the cultural context? You know, what are you getting out of this and coming together? And how does it fit within the overall bigger culture? Because only communities will really work if they get dividends. The participants get dividends from being part of that community. And this is highly dependent on the brand and the client that you're working with. 
but it comes down to, you know, are you going to develop skills, share knowledge? Are you going to help organization deliver growth or innovation? Even if it's more about collaborating, that's how you get value and dividends out of it. Some brands you've mentioned, it's about well-being. And what is the dividend for Goop compared to Microsoft? Well, they're probably completely and totally different. But at the end of the day, if you find the ones that fit your overall brand and your meaning the best, you're going to be able to not only have community experience at your event, you're going to drive that community onward. And communities are a great way for people as human beings to share and engage in ways that are meaningful with each other. We talked about the loneliness epidemic that exists. And yes, it is true. It is out there. There's lots of research on it, lots of podcasts about it. And if we can, as marketers, even say it's not, it's really good for our brand, but it's also good for society, hey, take a shot. Look at being a community designer as well as an experience designer overall. What brands out there in your mind are doing this well? Sometimes they're small. Sometimes they're big. You mentioned Tom's and others. I'd also go in so far as to say some of the CPG companies that have created some great experiences. Coke has created experiences. Bud Light has created experiences. We worked on a lot of Bud Light work at another uh, agency I was in. And it's all about them being able to share their user-generated content and own the brand messaging with each other through the experiences that we produce for them. I think then if you go beyond Salesforce and some of the other brands out there, I find communities that are really healthy and engaging for me around the cars uh, and the car interests that I have. So I'm a bit of a car file kind of a guy. So my community with some of my car brands allow me to share, engage, and to really kind of learn more. Some of it gets right down to going out and uh, getting on a track. And sometimes it's really just about finding those right parts that I can find and someone to uh, tweak my car locally. In terms of designing a community, there's, there's for marketers in, in some cases, though, there's a lot of at times maybe lack of control on the community and how they behave. Is there safeguards around that or how can you empower but keep the brand guidelines where you need them? Is that a balance or? Yeah, it's, you know, listen, when you create something that's organic, in essence, a community, you have to foster that community. And as I have mentioned, you got to make sure you have the right mission and identity and reason why people are going to engage and the dividends are going to get out of it. But you have to realize that you've created an entity that lives as an organization next to your brand. And your brand does not control it. And if you try to control it, you'll ultimately probably kill it. So be trusting, be favorable, and give the right prompts into the community to keep them as closely on track. And then listen, the community wants to go in a different direction. And you need to make sure that that's going to be right for you, but to give them that freedom. You can't control it and manipulate it. Otherwise, communities just become another form of marketing out instead of marketing in a two-way fashion. And you mentioned Bud Light. I'm not, don't worry. We're not, we're not going to get in that today. Yeah, um, we won't go where they are today. We, 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 no reason to get into that today. But you can just see how fragile things are in this environment. And I think that's an example of that. What in terms of tech are you probably most excited about? We saw Web 3.0. It kind of felt a little like a bust to me. Of course, there's still great applications for things like NFTs. And I still think there are great applications for sponsorship inside games, roadblocks and so forth. I mean, there's still other great, you know, Web 3.0 applications, of course. But is there a technology or something emerging or something today that you see even more opportunity around in the future? Uh, you've covered this on some of your other podcasts. I am just all over and all in on AI 
right now. Mm-hmm. What is it going to mean looking from everything to Adobe Firefly, which we're trying to get in on the beta end of, to see how they're going to be creating imagery through that, to how are we going to affect insights into our overall communities that we want to build. Right now, you can use, you can change your messaging in a live event in real time at the event itself. So you can crowdsource and understand what your audience there thinks and is talking about on social media and drive back into adopting your messaging for your event back to what's most interesting to your target audience at your event. So how can you start to use these tools to make real-time communication shifts to make your brand the most relevant brand messaging? It can be at that moment. So between AI, crowdsourcing information on you know the where target information and interests are at any one point in given time are things that we're playing a lot with at Spyro and how we're going to bring those to life, both for efficiency of our own agency's operation, but ultimately for the creative output and solutions that we bring to our clients. Yeah. Have you seen Google's new Bard that came out? I know a lot of people are talking about the chat GPT competitor that Google's released. I've talked to people at Google for a long time and they say they've had this technology for quite a long period of time and they were honing some things in. So I'm curious to see how that rolls out. But I agree with you on AI out of everything. I'm, I'm probably most excited. I've seen major applications right now for copywriting. I, I, I don't know if you saw the Adweek article. I want to say it was a week ago. And now a lot of agency copywriters are essentially getting ripped off too, because AI is basically grabbing things all over the place and, and putting them together, which gets super interesting. So I'll see how that plays out. But I do think maybe some applications experientially for AI. I think given the technology, I think you're right. I think there's going to be even more breakthroughs in that world. So yeah, I'm I'm curious what you guys put together there, but maybe give us some final thoughts on what we should be thinking about or maybe just take away for us in in this. uh, You trademarked this. I'm going to go back and look. I saw this is really cool. You registered it, the, the new now. Yeah. So, and then I love the other thing you said is A-R-L, all real life. Immersive experience is all real life. So maybe just maybe final takeaways for us marketers. You bet. One of the first things I'd say is we're, we're all into brands. You said something really on one of your podcasts before. If you're going to be working on rebranding anything, start with sales. You said the cashiers. And I, I can't agree with you more. Listen as you're building out your brand and you're changing every brand, especially if you're doing that internally. You really have to listen to those people in terms of what is your agents going to become and how you're going to transition it. So listen, listen, listen. You got two ears, one mouth, use in that order. And then move on to say, have some fun. I think a lot of people, when they're building out a new brand at this point in time, get a little bit of precious syndrome. My guidelines, I got my guidebook. This is the rules I have to follow. You can't do this. If you're not uncomfortable and someone's not pulling you back a bit, you're not doing your job. And that's what marketers really need to do. Safe marketers aren't always going to be the ones who succeed the most. The ones that push it to the edge and then can come back and know how far is far. Listen when people say, okay, you need to reel it in a little bit. Have some fun with the brands and with the clients, whether it's your own brand as an agency or a client that you're working on and launching a new brand or an evolution of a brand for. Don't get too precious about your brand. Listen to your people, especially sales. So they're going to really tell you how that brand needs to really live in the real world. Couldn't agree more. 
yeah, I describe whether it's cashiers or salespeople, like they're on the front lines, they do know the customer. If you're in retail, look at who's buying stuff at point of sale. And you can learn a lot about consumer behavior and even who they are. And I think at times when we get away from it, uh, we can kind of go wrong directions. But yeah, no, this was great. All right, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Rebrand Podcast. Big thanks to Jeff for coming on, Global President, uh, Brand Experiences at Spyro for joining us. If you want to learn more about Jeff, uh, again, we're going to put his LinkedIn profile on our show notes or their website is thisisspyro.com. Another note uh, I want to tell you about, if you didn't have a chance to make notes, we got them at uh, our website, rebrandpod.com. And of course, uh, you can apply to be on the Rebrand Podcast. If you have a great campaign you want to talk about or you have an industry trend, we want to hear it. We want to have you on. Uh, you can find me on all the social channels. just at Scott Harkey. You can find me on anything you want, TikTok or Instagram or LinkedIn. I put out some content and then sometimes I repurpose some of this content, especially if I hear something really cool that, that needs to get out there. So... If you haven't subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. We're, we're building, to, to Jeff's point, a, a community of marketers. So we're going to be community designers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. That's so good. And that's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.